Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hemp present. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hemp present about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, a weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 27th year, found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Chuck Olivier, the proprietor of the Dime Bag Scale Company, who's already in our virtual studio. Homebound black market cannabis dealers are disappearing in areas like mine that have brick-and-mortar state-licensed cannabis retail stores. But black market dealers are still the norm in many regions of the United States. After cannabis is cultivated or bought bulk on the black market, weed must be divided up into smaller packages for sale to casual users. Many illicit black market pot dealers employ the classic Cadillac of weighing devices, an OHAS triple beam, the old school mechanical scale that comes with additional lead weights, 
by which to leverage larger amounts of weed into weights and measures. Later, digital scales appeared on the scene, making the process of weighing weed even simpler. But in regions that have taxed and regulated cannabis for state legal recreational markets, cannabis has grown and sold in industrial level amounts, and a handheld postal scale, a triple beam, or a digital jewelry scale just won't cut it. That's because not all scales are legal for trade, and not all scales can communicate with cannabis inventory software. Every scale used for commerce here in Washington State, regardless of whether it's weighing stakes or weighing cannabis, needs to be National Type Evaluation Program, or NTEP, approved, and have a security seal applied so the merchant can't, quote, cheat the scale. That's where Dime Bag Scale comes in, and I have the proprietor of that Irie Pacific Northwest company with me today. Chuck Olivier was a shop supervisor for a mainstream scale company in the late 1990s to early 2000s. When he read the first drafts of State Initiative 502, the law that legalized cannabis in Washington State, Olivier noticed the chapter on scales. He saw an opportunity and took it, and he's been a respected player in the Washington commercial cannabis industry ever since. Chuck first attended Seattle Hemp Fest in 1995 and joined HempFest staff of the flagship cannabis event in 1997. Chuck is not only a dear and valued friend of mine, he's here today to tell you about the business of weighing the sticky green buds for commercial consumption. Welcome, Chuck, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. It's great to be here. Good to hear your voice, Viv. Let me start by congratulating you on your getting married just a mere days ago. Uh, We're very honored that you're taking time out from your honeymoon to be with us. Uh, And let me ask you, when did you begin to see a need for cannabis industry-focused scale company? Right at the beginning. uh, As soon as we uh, legalized or as soon as we passed Initiative 502, the first drafts of the rulemaking and laws came out. And I noticed the chapter on scales, and they used the term standardized scales, which is not a scale industry term and has nothing to do with weighing technology. If you uh, Google standardized scales, you'll get musical notes. And so did a little bit more research and, and made some inferences, and it dawned on me that the cannabis industry would be subject to the same uh, regulations that any other industry that sells by weight are subject to. And I also had a very strong suspicion that most mainstream scale companies would not participate in a cannabis business because of how controversial it was, especially back when we were getting started in 2012 and 2013. Chuck, I can't resist thinking of Dimebag Daryl Abbott, the guitarist of Pantera, who was tragically killed in Columbus, Ohio, by a mentally disturbed individual uh, in December of 2004 while he was playing on stage. Uh, Is your company name uh, a nod to Daryl? How could it not be? Uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, I can't answer yes to that. Uh, I like uh, Pantera and uh, Dimebag Daryl died for rock and roll, man. Now, uh, the Dimebag Scale Company came about as I was brainstorming the name of my company. I was creating a scale company focused on weighing cannabis. And I wanted a name that made it very clear what this company was about. And when it comes to cannabis weights, everybody knows what a dime bag is. Actually, probably these days, happened. maybe these days, actually, Chuck, believe it or not, because we're old, <laughs> everybody might not know <laughs> what a dime yeah, bag it. means. <laughs> uh, a right. dime bag was a $10 uh, bag of weed on the street, right? Uh, right. Before our new incarnation here. Um, yes. Fact, and there was a nickel bag, right? 
uh, which yeah. I think, I think a nickel three finger is. lid. That's right. Three finger lid, uh, all that <laughs> stuff. I can, all those crazy names that reveal how, how, uh, ancient we are. Yeah. I read, I read where you said that the dime bag scale company at dimebagscale.com, by the way, is a service company that also sells scales. It's not a scale dealer that offers service. What did you mean by that? In the uh, commercial scale business, as in many businesses, um, with uh, the internet as a place to buy uh, things, there's not a lot of money to be made in selling boxes of scales. Um, I can sell you a scale and make a reasonable profit. You can buy that same scale on the internet at just dollars above my cost. So not going to get successful selling boxes what uh, where the true service comes into play and lower overhead or where the profit comes into play with lower overhead is service um, that's myself the vehicle my time and a set of test weights and that's really what you want a scale company for you can buy these scales on the internet right now but you need a professional to come in and calibrate and make sure that they're working correctly do scales need maintenance? Do you have to come and, and recertify or recheck that scale every once in a while to make sure that it's still accurate? Absolutely. Now, by law, once I seal a scale and place it into service, it never has to be checked again. The uh, balance is there, pun intended. Um, either uh, weights and measures will come visit your device because it, I had to report that I installed it and you're on their list. Or um, they'll do a random package check out in the field, which is unlikely in our industry. You can't open a package in a store. Most likely reason someone would see a weights and measures inspector after sealing the scale is a complaint-based uh, call. Someone said their sack was too short. They're certainly not going to say it was too big. Um, of course, any business that uses scales will want them serviced once or twice a year just to make sure everything's going okay. So weights and measures must be a, a state uh, department, state agency? Department of Agriculture, absolutely. What kind of state certification are you required to have to be a commercial scale dealer? So I'm a, the Dimebag Scale Company is called a registered service agent, and I am a registered service person for that scale company and any employees I have are service persons. Um, in order to become a registered service agent, so uh, uh, Washington State Department of Agriculture registered service agent, you have to be a Washington business. And then you buy an expensive set of test masses, or commonly called test weights. And those test weights go down to the State, of uh, State Department of Agriculture lab in Tumwater, where they match my kilogram to the state's kilogram, and they match my gram to the state's gram. and all of my weights match up to the state's weights with very small tolerances. The state's weights match up to the federal weights, which match up to the world kilogram in Paris. So uh, proper set of test weights, run down to the state lab, a business license, and you're in business. You know, I got to tip my hat to you because – a lot of people were looking for uh, a creative, unique niche to carve in the cannabis industry, something that nobody else was doing. Uh, and I mean, 
nobody, just about nobody thought of a scale company. It's just not something on a lot of people's radar. Uh, what, what kind of businesses use the scales you sell, and and uh, I think we kind of went over the services that you provide to those companies. But but who 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 is the customer for Dimebag Scale Company? Producers and processors only. Um, each state runs their program differently. Here in Washington, there's no scales in the retail stores. The retailers sell sealed bags from behind the counter. Um, so my producers in Washington, or my I'm sorry, my customers in Washington are producers and processors. In uh, Oregon, um, we, I sell scales down there. Oregon has uh, the deli model. You can have a jar at the counter and you get the chopsticks and you weigh it out right there at the counter. So in Oregon, we have producers, processors, and retailers as customers. Fascinating. Uh, I'd be a liar if I uh, said that I never used a triple beam scale. In fact, I've stolen uh, from every high school science lab in this country. <laughs> we, we, to be honest with you, we've got a triple beam, a, a dialer, a triple beam. Oh, the dialogram. Yes, a dialogram upstairs, and and it's it's in a box of stuff to go to the thrift shop. Because we don't that have that dialogram is the best one. Well, I'll take it from you. I'll put it. I'll put it on display at the shop. Uh, oh, that yeah, dialogram. Di in the museum. Yeah, that that <laughs> O House triple beam dialogram is is the best triple beam that there is. And yes, absolutely, what an icon piece of weighing equipment for our industry. You know, I can remember back. I think it was probably 1972 or three that I was at somebody's house and they put out a couple of sheets of newspaper on the floor of the kitchen and they dumped a pound, <laughs> a pound of Mexican brickweed on it, which was all condensed oh, I together. remember those days. Right, and it had seeds and stems all through it, lumber we called it. Um, yeah. And, and we all sat there and we divvied it up by hand and we eyed out all these, what we were hoped were close to ounces, right? Um, and literally, in those days, as you mentioned briefly, uh, it was literally like fingers. Is this a two-finger lid, a three-finger lid, or the coveted four-finger lid, right? And in right. the beginning, I don't remember weight even being a factor in it. Right. Um, the, I mean, the I'm earliest on the, one, on the total underground, you know, illicit black market, uh, a lot of people didn't even use scales back in the early days. Do you remember that? I do remember. Uh, back when there were no scales. The first scales I remember seeing were postal scales, they called them. A little hanging thing had an alligator clip and a little needle that helped you weigh your uh, uh, envelopes. Terribly and the tightest resolution on that, <laughs> terribly inaccurate for pot. The highest resolution, I think, was an uh, 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 eighth of an ounce. Right, right. And, of course, that's what most people bought was an eighth at the time, right? Right, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's amazing. You no, know, of course we have technology uh, coming. Are um, the scales? I'm assuming that that you sell are digital scales. Yeah, and uh, for packaging, uh, there's a couple different kinds of scales. We use uh, big industrial scales for wet harvest, big uh, bins of wet cannabis, pound weights. Uh, after that's dried and cured, and we're going into grams, maximum package size, 28 ounces, or I'm sorry, 28 grams for an ounce, um, we're using jewelry balances. So customers that are buying the proper scales 
are buying scales designed to weigh diamonds and we're using them to weigh cannabis. I, I find that uh, a very interesting point. Well, you know, to some of us, cannabis is more precious than diamonds. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. If you ever, ever try to smoke a diamond, you you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, Precisely. Well put. <laughs> my chuck, my my chuck is guest Olivier. <laughs> my <laughs> guest is my my guest is Chuck Olivier from the Dime Bag Scale Company, found at DimeBagScale.com. We are going to take our first. It's a tradition here on Hemp Present where we take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws, and we're going to pay the rent, hear a word from our advertisers and sponsors, and come back with some more questions for Chuck Olivier. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Chuck Olivier. Chuck, can I ask you, what is a commodity processing equipment technician? A uh, very nice way of saying uh, butcher equipment technician. The when I was in the mainstream scale business uh, back in the late 1990s or early 2000s, our primary customers were the grocery industry. Um, I was also the industrial guy. I did pallet scales and uh, food processing scales. But the uh, where that comes from is the automatic meat wrapping line. If you go to, uh, uh, say, Costco, and you look in the back of that uh, butcher department, there's an automated conveyor line that takes a tray of meat, weighs it, wraps it, and labels it. And that's a complicated uh, pieces of equipment all bolted together. And I thought that would be something that our first customers would appreciate. Uh, The fact that uh, I have experience with more than just the weighing part 
of moving commodities around. Uh, in particular, uh, I think that uh, in the future, as we get to uh, bigger processing equipment, we're going to borrow technology from the snack food industry. You know, Chuck, uh, over 100 interviews in uh, on this show, uh, it, it kind of dawned on me that my work with the Seattle Hemp Fest, you know, I've, I've interviewed on, on Hemp Present doctors, uh, you know, PhD scientists, uh, uh, attorneys, medical marijuana patients, activists, and it occurred to me, wow, you know, the people that I work with at HempFest, most of those people, if I wasn't doing HempFest and just doing this show, I would interview them anyway. Uh, right. And so I realized, you know, when it gets close to HempFest, I'm going to tap into some of the people that I work with who are who have you know achieved notable status within the cannabis industry on their own, uh, uh, separate and, and above from HempFest. After decades of activism and advocacy, we, you and I and the rest of us together here in this state, we tipped the legalization scales, the legalization scales here in Washington State in 2012 because of all the hard work of community activists all across our state, really. And, and you were a part of those efforts. For several years, you were the head of the Seattle HempFest Safety Patrol, the internal volunteer security force for HempFest, uh, and you've been a part of HempFest for mo- nearly 20 years now. Uh, you passed the director mantle on to our brother Juice a few years ago, but you are still active in the safety patrol. Tell our listeners, what, what is the safety patrol? What, what does it do, and what is it like on site for you guys? Um, Hemp, uh, one of the proudest things I've done in my life. Um, 20 years of Hemp Fest, I could wax poetic forever, and I will, but I'll answer your question. Hemp Fest Safety Patrol is our awesome internal volunteer peace force. Uh, This is a group of dedicated HempFest staff who are committed to keeping the peace and helping out people when they get freaked out, typically by sun or dehydration at HempFest. HempFest Safety Patrol's responsibility is life safety at the event. Uh, Far more uh, far more like firefighters and police officers, to be sure. But anytime you have tens of thousands of people out in the sun uh, doing anything, someone's going to act poorly. And so we're there to put on the chill switch, calm people down, and resolve conf- any conflict that arises in that event uh, with peace and compassion. And hopefully, since we're not the police, uh, they'll listen to us a little tighter without any apprehension, and, and, and they typically do. Uh, I have a great team, and they're really, really good at uh, de-escalating uh, hot, tired, or freaked-out people. And speaking of the police, you guys, you interact directly with the police, right? You're like the first line of defense inside of the event. The, I think a lot of people – absolutely. And I think a lot of people talking about HempFest, thinking about HempFest would be surprised – how very uh, tight our relationship with the police is. And there's a few police departments. We have uh, Seattle Police, the Port of Seattle Police, and the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Police Department out on the railroad. We have really tight relationships with those folks. Uh, We see their same faces every year. Uh, Occasionally you see them out on the street and it's always a hi and a how are you and and a shake of the hand. Um, I think that as an event, we've, uh, we can be very proud of earning the respect of a Seattle city government and safety patrol is, has done this phenomenal thing 
where the Seattle Police Department follows our lead. They, they truly accept us and respect us. They have confidence in us uh, that we're intimately familiar with this event and, and make great decisions within the event. And it's a nod to our training. Um, Hempfest Safety Patrol uh, is a very, very difficult crew to get on at Hempfest. Um, if you're not comfortable uh, helping people and directing people in emergency situations, it's not the team for you. Uh, if you're not able to look any uh, police officer, firefighter, health inspector square in the eye during that entire ride that is Hempfest, might not be the right crew for you. Uh, safety patrollers work hard, they train hard, and that has earned them uh, respect from those who do these things professionally. And that that's one of the things I'm, I'm the most proud of in, in my 20 years of advocacy with HempFest. And we might mention that HempFest is, is one and a half miles long right on the waterfront, and it's it's carved up into nine sectors. And each black shirt, we have black shirt and gray shirt safety patrol, and the black each each sector has a black shirt responsible for that sector. They have a, you know, a shirt that looks like a, typ- uh, a black shirt. It looks like a typical security uh, shirt that says safety patrol in big black letters with badges on the sleeves uh, and radio uh, and everything like that. And the police at the, have a command station outside of the event, and they're actually monitoring uh, the safety patrol radio traffic. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, they monitor us. Uh, they have our radios. Uh, everybody gets one of our, all the public safety agencies get one of our radios at the beginning of the event. Um, I'm so impressed with uh, their professional response to us. When, when we call up uh, uh, police or fire on the radio, they respond quickly. And it, it's wonderful that they, in that event, in that time, I, I want to say that I do believe that they look at us as peers. And I want to just say that there's no other pot event in the world that has anything even remotely like the Seattle Hemp Fest Safety Patrol. It's really, what I think, one of the shining uh, gems in our crown or feathers in our cap. Uh, and these, these folks are working, a lot of them, 12-hour shifts in the sun in, in sensory overload. Uh, and also, they're also looking out for all this variety of Hemp Fest policies that we have. Uh, as well, and I'm just right. so proud, Chuck, to work with you and 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 Juice and John Toker and the rest of the safety. It's really one of my my proudest experiences in 27 years of doing the Hemp Fest. I'm so proud of the Safety Patrol. I I, I just I, and everything we've accomplished and and the, the bridges we've built. You know, uh, some people are building walls and we're burning. We're building bridges, you know, and burning walls. Um, after all the years that you put into HempFest uh, and, and really, you know, sacrifice that, that you put in, and we're talking blisters on your blisters, sunburn, <laughs> every muscle hurt, and we're, we're, we're on site for 10 days, but the three days of HempFest is sun up to sun down, and you're going, man, and, and, and you're walking. You're on your feet the whole time. You're interacting with people. Sometimes they're drunk. Sometimes they're angry. Sometimes they're passed out. Uh, or they're or they're they're incoherent. Uh, sometimes it's a vendor that just got something stolen from them, and they're angry and frustrated. Uh, it's really a draining experience. And after all those years, what did it feel for you, like for you after changing the law? Now, creating a business, you know, taking care of people, selling cannabis in stores of all things. I when I look back at my life up to this point, and. Uh, 
my life moving forward. I, I, this is such an integral part of it. Um, I've always been a cannabis activist at heart. Um, I sensed the injustices early on uh, in my late teens, 20s, 30s. And, you know, do something that you're passionate about. Have a career or a profession that you believe in. And until the cannabis industry occurred, it, you know, you kind of go along. And it was, you know, I, I found stuff to do, but nothing that, that truly spoke to me, nothing that I was to use a, a term that gets used way too much in business, something that I was passionate about. Um, Hempfest became my voice to change the laws and end the injustice. And I would have been very happy with just removal of criminal penalties, right? Similar to what Vermont did. But out of 20 years of activism, 27 years of Hempfest, all this hard work, we created an industry that uh, I found work in, that I'm employed in. And, and every day when I go do my hard work and you deal with all the, the toil and trouble that is any industry, it's not lost on me uh, what we're weighing and where that's going and, and, uh, and uh, the community that surrounds it. I, I, I couldn't be more thrilled that a cannabis industry happened and around here, Hempfest was integral to that. Check. We got about I thirty think that seconds. I the question. Oh, eloquently, we have probably around thirty seconds till the next break. What might the cannabis retail customer not know about the weight of their smoker edibles? Are there any things that they should be on the watch for? Is there any monkey business that can take place within the industry in terms of weights and amounts? Absolutely. Um, not everybody in this industry has had their scale checked or calibrated. Uh, cannabis loses weight as it dries out. And I can tell you right now that there are still people out there that are on their one gram package, might weigh a gram and a half, uh, so that it sits bigger than the next guy's on the shelf. And uh, that's old school pot dealer thinking. My bags are a little bit bigger. I remember in the old days, we used to find rocks in our eighths. People would put a little yeah. stone in there to make it weigh a little bit more, right? Which is kind of the opposite right. approach. My guest is still Chuck Olivier, and uh, we're still on Hemp Present, and we're going to hear another word from our sponsors and advertisers to come back with our final questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us Hemp Present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 
garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Chuck Olivier of the Dime Bag Scale Company. Chuck, if somebody out there uh, was thinking, wow, I could do a scale company in my state now or when it flips to legalization, uh, do you do consulting of any kind? And if somebody else is thinking, I want to buy a scale and get it serviced from Dime Bag Scale Company, uh, how do they – I know you're at dimebagscale.com. Is that the best place for people to, uh, to, to, to track your stuff and get a hold of you? Absolutely. Uh, info at dimebagscale.com or better, Chuck at dimebagscale.com. Send me an email. I'll consult with anybody as we build this industry. I'm happy to answer questions and, you know, I don't care where you buy your scale. The, the, the margins on them are so low. If somebody from another state wants to get a hold of me, I'll give them all the information they need to be successful. I'm happy to pay that forward. Chuck, you know, I just want to say for the record how much I love and value you as a friend, as a comrade, uh, as a soldier in arms. You know, uh, at, at Seattle Hemp Fest, our safety patrol has actual – the leadership has actual badges made at, at – at, uh, what is it? Uh, Smith & Warren who makes the police badges. Yeah, those are made, those are their, their real badges made at Smith & Warren. And it looks just like a police badge except it's got a ceramic pot leaf in the middle. Um, and uh, and we're not the cops. We don't pretend to be the cops. Uh, we are the Seattle Hempfest Safety Patrol. We're the only one in the world. I'm so proud uh, to be involved in all of it. And Chuck, you know, once again, congratulations. I know you're going to leave this show and go straight back to your honeymoon. Uh, it really yeah. shows how we rate the fact that you were talking to us right now. Um, I just love you so much, my brother, and, and you take care. And I have a feeling that I'm going to be seeing you in the field in less than a month. Because we're going to be raging the 27th Annual Hemp Fest. Viv, before we go, I want to give the love right back to you. And I want to tell you that you're a leader, a visionary leader. And we all rely on you, and we all lean on you, and you deliver. And we wouldn't be here without you, this crazy tribe, our family, I can't wait to get back in the park. She, she's part of us, and, and I'm looking forward to pounding some dirt with you there, man. You know, I've got it penciled in on my calendar. I'm going to try to make a check. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you, my brother, and hempy trails to you, man. I'll see you soon. Hempy trails. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of present on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. I quote, our, <clears throat> I quote again, our ambassadors are gone. Our statesmen are gone, the smartest kids in the room are gone, and the country's vulnerable to any and all interference from those who would hack our democracy. And believe it or not, that's comedian Elaine Boozler. And it seems like we get more important information from comedians lately. 
than almost anybody else. That concludes this installment of Hempers in on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special Hempo Sapien on a journey to justice. As we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice. Find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush, and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.